0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Kind of as he's working his way away, he snort-wheezed at me, and I've never like I've used the snort-wheeze before as a tactic to try and turn a buck, and I have turned bucks before bringing them back in, but I've never just had one voluntarily do it in front of me on their own, which so that was a that was a first for me just and it kind of caught me off guard i was like did he just did he just do that and then he kind of worked his way away and just out of purely out of curiosity because i i wasn't going to shoot the deer but i i hit him with another snort wheeze just to see what he did and it turned him around again he was not aggressive it was kind of weird but turned him around he came back in the area kind of made a lap and just walked away
0: oh you got her dude she's down
1: Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime.
2: Freaking smoked him.
1: One with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. Fall Obsession Podcast. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another week of our Fall Obsession podcast. We're happy to be back with you guys again after a short break. It is hunting season, and we are busy. And last week showed with us uh, with us uh, missing an episode, but we're back in, in the swing of things here. I'm on here with our company's vice president, Mr. Drew Tordick. Welcome back, Drew.
2: Hey, Sam. Thanks. Good to be back.
1: Oh, yeah. Always a good time. Man, I mean, we're we're just running and gunning man i mean that that's what it feels like at least it's it's one thing after another and uh, we got to the end of last week and i was like dang we haven't even we haven't even sat down and recorded and i know you had uh a successful hunt that i that we'll talk a little bit about today and i know brendan and some of our other guys on staff they've they've killed some monsters and i've been i've been hitting them all up trying to get everybody on the podcast and stuff but everybody's in the woods everybody's hunting so you know it's just it's you gotta you gotta knock one out when you can get it this time of year kind of so but which is good though that's that's what we're here for we're here to hunt so
2: yeah yeah we're here to hunt uh just i mean to that point today i was up at what four thirty, and it's almost 10 o'clock now and yeah. been hunting all day and now we're doing podcasts so yeah i was gonna yeah.
1: say we're we're burning the midnight oil a little bit here knocking one out but uh good to be on here at least and kind of catch up a little bit so
2: it is but yeah yeah like you'd mentioned i think everybody's in the woods and you know even to that point i think some of our listeners are in the woods and hopefully checking us out maybe one ear in their in their earbud and
1: sitting out in the woods hunting sitting out of the woods or maybe you're driving to or from deer camp whatever it might be and uh certainly if you guys if this is your first podcast that you guys are listening on on that drive to or from camp uh be sure that you fill your time with some of our other episodes because we got a lot of great content on here. And our normal podcast schedule is every single Monday morning. So we're doing our best to bring you guys fresh content every single week. So I know recently we've had a lot of lot of awesome stories and a lot of some big deer hitting the ground. And we've recapped a couple of those stories on our podcast. We had Kim on in our last episode talk about her big deer. Our friend Kelly Cato talked about his pronghorn hunt that he had um, in Texas. Actually, really unique story. So both those are great episodes that you guys can go check out if you haven't. And I'm excited. Like I said, I we, I got a list of people that I'm trying to get on here um, with plenty of stories yet to tell. So we got plenty of good content still uh, in the works and coming this way. So, but man, like like you just said, you were in a you were in a deer stand just a few hours ago. So yeah. what's what's your hunting season been like so far?
2: Uh, you know, my season personally has been kind of, you know, various ups and downs, uh, but I guess that's hunting. Yeah. Uh, it's been sort of a rewarding experience seeing some friends put in some, some firsts of their own and um, just being able to really experience being out in the woods in the fall. So awesome. it's a little bit warmer and we've been battling some weather issues, but that's kind of dealing with the fall now, I guess.
1: Yeah. I know, uh, I know you got a little bit of meat in the freezer. You can post a picture of a buck hitting the dirt with a little, with a Rambo bike behind it that, uh, was courtesy of you yourself. So you want to fill us in on that just a little bit?
2: Yeah. Uh, so I I can't remember where I first saw those Rambos, but kind of decided instantly that I had to have one for myself, you know, whether or not we had them as a sponsor, but so it, Just to note, they're not a sponsor. It'd be awesome to have them as one, but they're not a sponsor at this time. Um, I just decided that all-wheel drive fat tire bike was kind of what I needed to get into some areas that are difficult to hunt. Um, Locally here in the metro, we've got a National Wildlife Refuge, and uh, the access is currently allows the bikes, so you can take that e-bike and get pretty deep back into that national wildlife refuge and kind of get to some spots that people don't want to hike to.
1: Yeah. And
2: that was, that was my goal in getting it, but man, I'll tell you what, having it in Montana and being able to ride out on the BLM and get back to the area that we had shot the deer and load it up and get it out. It was, it was the easiest recovery I think I've ever done. I was kind of laughing and taking some <laughs> video that we'll share later, but yeah, it was, it was fun.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I know, I know you went with some other friends and I know we were trying to maybe work something out in the future where we can kind of get a dynamic up there with some of, some of those guys to talk about some of those experiences. And so we'll, we'll save more of those details for, for that time and place, but talking about that gear and that Rambo though, it's kind of coincidence because you, you killed that buck and give or take a few days, however, it fell around the same time, uh, our field staffer, Kim shot that big deer in Virginia. And she has a Rambo bike as well. And here, Nick and I are down here in Texas, tromping around to our stands. And I I remember we saw each other not long after both those things happened. We're like, man, we got to get us some Rambo bikes down here. That would be freaking awesome to get around that place that we got. So,
2: yeah, they are so stealthy that electric motor in them is pretty quiet. Uh, actually one of the mornings that we were out in the mountains in Montana, uh, just riding around and happened to look down and had ridden about a hundred yards into or a hundred yards away from the elk herd <laughs> and was just sitting there watching all these bulls. And, you know, we were in a cow spike only area, so wow. couldn't shoot the bulls, but it was pretty cool to sit and watch eight bulls just right in the bottom there.
1: That's awesome, man.
2: All right. So it was rifle opener here in Minnesota today, but I know that it's also a rifle opener in Texas, yep. um, I know you don't do a lot of rifle hunting yourself, but was anybody out at the the Texas Dirt property checking that out? And yeah, how's the season going down there?
1: So, bow season to kind of recap, and, and and you mentioned just now Texas Dirt for listeners who may not be familiar with our YouTube series. We have a whitetail management series on this 800 acre property that we're managing down here in Texas um basically it's a blank slate we're starting from square one so you guys can go check out that series on our youtube channel if you want to see all the good stuff that we're doing out there but um bow season man i had some really i had some really good encounters some really good hunts um my season started my season started off absolutely horrible because I I went out there like the the day before season open and I just sat in my dad's stand that night because it's over a big area, you can see a lot, watch a lot of deer, and I just wanted to watch that first night before season open so that's what I did, and I had my rangefinder with me, and I was ranging stuff, just out of curiosity. Opening morning, I get in my bow stand, and my rangefinder is done, just pooped out on me. N- not battery, it's like done, done, and I'm like, this is my freaking luck, so... I tried to make do again, new property. So there's only a couple places that I'm really like I know just off the top of my head from when I set set it up what the ranges are. So I was limited to those and everything. Long story short, I sent my rangefinder off to Bushnell, not sponsored by Bushnell. Um, it was out of warranty, but they hooked me up with uh, with a new one at a pretty heavily discounted price. I actually got it in yesterday, I think. Finally, is when I got it. Um, in the since then, in the meantime, I have had a rangefinder. Nick was gracious and loaned me one of his. So, but the, the new one's pretty sweet. I'm going to do a review on it. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it, but a lot of good encounters, man. And I had, I had one buck and it'll be in an upcoming episode of our Texas dirt series. I have all this on video, but I had a 10 point come 10 feet from my blind, um, on me. And he stood there for probably two minutes and just stared at me in the blind, like just not even in a cautious state or not even in a you know a situation where he was on alert. He just looked at me. And I think part of it too is, one, these deer are not very pressured, and two, um, my blind, the first, like during bow season, unfortunately, the cows got into it one time and tore it up. And we had a couple of really bad storms come through with some like 60, 70 mile per hour winds come through there. So my blind was just tumbling around the clearing, you know. So all is to say, these deer had gotten used to seeing my blind in so many different shapes <laughs> and sizes and forms and everything that I think that, you know, standing 10 feet away from it, looking in at the guy sitting inside of it, didn't even mean anything to him anymore, you know. It was just another, another day with the ground blind, you know. So... Um, but he was, he's a really nice deer. Y'all see in the video. Um, really, really good buck. I passed on him mainly just because he's a four and a half year old deer. Uh, And honestly, probably not that long ago on a different property, I would have shot him in a heartbeat, but I I really want to save my buck tag for the rut here in Texas, because I know the caliber deer that are out there. We got three deer on trail cam for sure that we know for a fact are bigger than this buck in particular, and I at least want to give myself a reasonable shot at maybe taking one of those deer. So I decided to pass on this deer. Uh, My wife is actually hoping that she might get to shoot him. Uh, She actually hunted one time this year and had this same buck coming in on her and the pig spooked him out of there, but so she's pretty, uh, pretty set on maybe getting a crack at him and I think it'd be a good deer for her, but passed on a few nice bucks my dad's got a really big eight um coming in at his stand and i'm hoping that next week which will only be a couple days after this episode airs i'm hoping that my dad actually puts that deer on the ground he's a it would probably be my dad one of my dad's best deer ever if uh if i'm being honest just a huge monster eight point um, That'd be nice. yeah he he's a really really pretty deer so we'll we'll see um, a lot in store. Like like you said, opening weekend. I'm 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 kind of blowing smoke here, but uh, opening weekend. Um, Nick's dad did go out there and hunt. Uh, he's a rifle hunter. Nick and I primarily bow hunt. Nick kind of does. I don't know rifle and bow. I I believe I'm more exclusively bow. Both of our dads rifle hunt. Nick's dad went out there. Um, I think he texted us a little while ago. He said that he saw some some deer some does i think his daughter um tried to take a take a doe and her gun misfired on her or something like that didn't go off so they're trying to get that issue corrected um and get her back in the saddle for tomorrow he uh we also and this probably won't be in our texas dirt series but um we had our or nick's dad had our first encounter with poachers out there on this place so and again we're dealing with a place that hadn't been hunting you know traditionally and so long that um you know not really many people have probably known for a long time what kind of human activity is really going out there having not been leased for a while you know uh kind of opens the door for people to go out there kind of undetected and mess around do whatever they want to do so i think in the back of our minds it was always just kind of a matter of time before we uh caught something like this on the property so um definitely was uh was mild for the situation that it was and uh got it resolved pretty calmly so nothing nothing crazy but um definitely something that uh you know might not be at the the top of your radar you know on opening day so kind of kind of throws a wrench in things but yeah i mean that that's pretty much our season so far like i said my dad and i are heading out in a couple days i think we're going to spend three or four days out there um and I don't know, maybe hopefully try to draw some blood. It's been, uh, kind of been a cat and mouse game up till now and I'm ready for, uh, ready for some success. So we'll see.
2: Yeah. now you, you'd mentioned the hogs and seeing the hog, uh, Is that something you guys are going to shoot if you get the opportunity or are you holding off until after deer season on those?
1: So we we were trying to figure out, you know, kind of, we're trying to gauge our population and we still probably are going to have a specific hog hunt, you know, after deer season, I I would imagine. But I think we're all on the same page at this point on if you see one, um, you know, and you're kind of make the judgment call in the moment, you know, determining if it's going to ruin your hunt or not if you take a crack at one. Me at my post stand, if I got a pig coming in, uh at my bow stand, I'm probably gonna shoot it because more than likely the, there's not gonna be many deer around that area at that moment in time. <clears throat> but like about my dad's place, if he, he can see so much area that if he sees a pig way out there, there's a good chance he can see deer somewhere else from the same point at the same time, you know, so it might not be Always, it might not always be in his best interest to pop a pig during a deer hunt. You know, he, he might have to have a little more patience, but it it just kind of depends. We're, we're wanting to, we need to limit the pig population and, um, c- cause I mean, they, for those who aren't familiar with pigs, they do run the deer out of there. Um, we've had, uh, well, perfect example is that buck that was coming in on my wife, which will be, th- this will actually be in the next episode of Texas dirt, but, um, beautiful buck coming in she grabbed her bow she was pumped she was ready she was starting to get nervous and he was working his way in and then other side of the clearing a pig big old pig just ran across real quick and that was enough to turn that buck around so um that's what we're dealing with if the pigs are coming in there then you know it typically uh typically means the deer are not so we want to change that yeah so up there in minnesota are you seeing any kind of rutting activity yet
2: yeah, it it kind of seems like the the Bucks are kind of getting into lockdown, um, sort of a little bit of more limited daytime movement, although that kind of varies by location. It's kind of right on that transition. Yeah. Um, so where I was at today, there was kind of a lot of shooting right in the morning, but then nothing the rest of the day, um, which is kind of unusual, especially at sunset. I was expecting to hear more shots going off because the wind had kind of died down, and it seemed like it was it was good for it. Um, but snow no activity and, uh, yeah, the bucks that I have seen have been in, in the really thick stuff, um, sitting really tight with those. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. We haven't uh, down here. We, we haven't seen a whole lot. Um, young bucks have been on the, on the move pretty, pretty hard, but I feel like we're starting to get that lockdown stage too with those big boys right now. So, yeah. Interested to see how things go. Go, I did have a I did have an interesting encounter a couple weeks ago with one buck out there. Actually the same ten point that we're talking about. I've seen him several times at this point, but he uh he was coming in and he was not like he was very calm, like his behavior did not convey any kind of, you know, typical rut activity you might think. But then kinda as he's working his way away, he snort wheezed at me and i've never like i've used the snort wheeze before as a tactic to try and turn a buck and i have turned bucks before bringing them back in but i've never just had one voluntarily do it in front of me on their own which so that was a that was a first for me just and it kind of caught me off guard i was like did he just he just do that and then he kind of worked his way away and just out of purely out of curiosity because i i I wasn't going to shoot the deer but i i hit him with another snort wheeze just to see what he did and it Turned him around again. He was not aggressive. It was kind of weird, but turned him around. He came back in the area, kind of made a lap, and just walked away. I mean, it was it was interesting. I hadn't hadn't uh, had a buck act quite like that before for me. So neat to see.
2: Yeah, it's it's always cool to see the the deer behavior in the woods.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, we got uh as we already said, it's a busy time for for all of us and everything, but. We're still trying to get some stuff in the works here at uh, at Fall Obsession and keep some, some new and fresh stuff coming our way. we got an interesting opportunity, a really awesome opportunity coming up in, in December. Hasn't been announced yet, actually, here in the next couple of days. will probably be when the official announcement hits our social media pages and everything. But we're doing a, uh, I don't know if giveaway is even the right term, but we're doing a veteran deer hunt down here in Texas. Um and this is something that our own pro staffer, Waylon Langford, was has very graciously offered up and been willing to host down here in, in North Texas, um, basically giving a, a veteran an opportunity to come down here, shoot a buck, shoot some pigs, and uh, just enjoy some time in deer camp with us for a weekend. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, we... All the details are going to be coming out here in the next couple of days, like I said, on our pages. But um, we're basically, it's its not so much a giveaway as it is an application process. So we're opening it up to anybody, any service member um, who themselves, or if you have a loved one in your family or a close friend or somebody that you think deserves to, to come on a hunt, You can nominate them for it, put them in for it, and either write us a little bit or send us a video if writing is not your thing, um, just about why a hunt like this would be special for them. And then at the end of the application period, we're going to review the applicants and select a winner to come join us in Texas here in mid-December for a whitetail hunt. So pretty excited to see this come together. And again, I'm appreciative of Wayland for uh, being willing to offer this up, so. It's pretty awesome
2: yeah yeah it's a it's a great thing that he stepped forward and offered this up it's kind of a an awesome opportunity for somebody to experience some texas whitetail hunting
1: yeah absolutely yeah it can be very unique and honestly the area that that he has up there and that he hunts it's it's a very unique area in itself but it's packed with some good deer um the hunt, and and for the record, while we're talking about it, the hunt, is a free range whitetail hunt. So, with that, there can't be any guarantees, you know. But at the same time, we're we're definitely going to make the most of it and give our all out effort to get them on a good deer. So, and hopefully that uh that comes together. So, again, if you guys if you guys if you are a veteran or you know somebody that uh, would enjoy this hunt, um, I encourage you guys to follow our pages here closely in the next couple of days. If you're listening to this episode promptly after it was released or, um, if not go check us out at fall and, uh, get more info, more details on there, um, regarding how to, how to apply. So, but this also, I mean, we've been involved in trying to get some stuff like this going on. And I know one thing that we haven't really followed up on a whole lot. And I know we were talking about before we were recording, but, um, was the hunt we we actually did a a podcast about it was the the nabs hunt that we were trying to put together in october
2: so for those who don't know that nabs hunt that we had this fall planned for what was it washington and idaho um just due to various reasons we had to postpone it uh it's something where you know nabs is a great organization they're doing amazing things for some blind vet or blind individuals um getting them into the sport, getting them back out into the woods if they've been in the woods before. Uh, So anybody who did donate, just know that your money's going to a great cause. It's going to be used for hunts in the future. Um, After speaking with Lance, Lance, he made sure to let us know that, you know, all the money that was donated is going to go directly to hunts in the future. Um, but as far as this year's hunt with fall obsession, uh, just for various reasons, sort of related to COVID related to other challenges that we were facing this year's hunts, not going to happen, but hopefully it's something that, you know, something like that in the future, we can put that together and get some people out into the woods who haven't had that opportunity.
1: Yeah. We're, we're hoping, like you said, for something in the future and, and to be able to keep this, keep this thing alive and, and pushing, um, you know, I know with, with the podcast with Lance, you heard his passion for not just for nabs and, uh, you know, everything that they're doing over there, but also just for for the event itself. So um, I'm hopeful that uh, we can work something out for sure to be able to, again, capitalize on this opportunity or an opportunity similar to this to get guys out in the woods, you know. And and I mean, that's, that's what it's about. That's what the Texas hunt is about, you know, given giving somebody an opportunity to get out there and hunt in an area in a place or even just hunting period where, where they might not be able to otherwise. So pretty, pretty awesome and stoked about that.
2: Yeah. And you know what, I, I think the timing works out in a really good way too, where if somebody wants to nominate one of their family members or somebody that they know and have it be a surprise for them and work out to be sort of an early Christmas present and let them yeah. get out and sort of have that awesome surprise. So that's kind of why we opened it up to having other individuals be able to nominate people. I know originally we were talking about having it be a strict application process, but sort of open it up to have other people be able to nominate individuals if they think that's a great idea.
1: Yeah. So to give, just to give guys, again, if you're listening to this and you're interested or you know somebody, like you said, that you want to nominate for it to give you guys kind of an idea on the timeline, we are looking at a pretty, quick timeline. Um, Again, we're going to open this up and everything promptly after this episode, so er, early next week uh, which is the second week in November. um, We're going to run the application period for around a two week window so that's going to bring it to around November 21st, 22nd, somewhere in there. And Promptly as soon as we close that will be when we select a winner and they'll be notified But you guys, whoever that winner is, needs to be ready to hunt December 10th, 11th, and 12th here in Texas, because that's the dates of the event. So just to go ahead and give you guys a heads up on that. So again, if you're, we want to give guys as much notice and and prep as we can, there's got to be time for guys to be able to apply, but at the same time, it's coming up quick. So you guys need time to plan. So try to give as much heads up as we can on that. So you got anything else?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I got I got one more thing before we kind of wrap things up for the day. Uh yeah, you know, I don't know if they're a sponsor or a partner or what the actual official term is for them, but the Catch a Dream Foundation, I just wanted to touch on that briefly. Yeah. Uh I think they're a great organization. Um i think we've been sharing some of the stuff but man those kids have been shooting some amazing elk and some really nice deer Uh, it's it's awesome to see that stuff going down
1: they've had one heck of a year for sure and yeah we're we're proud to to promote their name and everything and uh and, and like you said this year just they've been they've been laying it down they've been hammering it it's pretty awesome to watch so yeah so
2: you know i just i guess i want to say congratulations to those kids because you know that's one heck of a hunt to have to go on or get out there in the woods and be able to experience that the first time and you know some of those kids are so young i don't even realize or know if they realize how big of a trophy they just shot yeah (laughs) exactly i think it's something they'll be able to enjoy for a while so
1: for sure yeah and and on that note too if if I mean, I know this is a pretty casual episode and kind of just catching up a little hunting season talk and, uh, you know, m- kind of a mid-season meeting here. But uh, the, if you guys are out there in the woods and you got a big deer on the ground, you got a memorable moment or, or anything like that share it with us we're we're happy to to share that moment with you guys to e- even you know if it if it works with us to put it on our pages you know we're we're happy to do that if it, you know if just if you have that that memorable moment either for you with a kid your biggest year ever whatever it might be you know first year whatever share it with us we're happy to like i said we want to share that moment with you guys so um, you guys can find us on social media fall obsession at fall obsession on instagram or youtube channel we we got them all plugged up and running, so be sure that uh be sure you go check us out but too that's that's how you guys can get a hold of us and share that stuff with us if you want so well man this is uh this is a short and sweet episode for sure, and like you already disclosed, we both had long days, you especially even up since four something. And we're uh, we're knocking a podcast out here late at night to to keep the content coming so um, I don't have anything else' I'll, I'll wrap it up for the for this week's episode if if you are and unless you got anything else you wanted to touch on.
2: Uh, man, the only other thing I wanted to add is go check out those new black hoodies We got those blackout yes. hoodies for sitting in your blinds. Those things are sweet
1: if you haven't seen them yet. Did you get yours yet?
2: Not
1: yet. But oh, I'm excited.
2: I think I got to go check my packages because I've yeah. got a couple other interesting items in the mail as well <laughs> that we'll be sharing with the, with everyone as well. So
1: Yeah, go check your mail. I, I sent that a few days ago, so it should be up there any day now. But yeah, guys, we and and this will take us into closing, but uh, we do have plenty of apparel designs on our store right now. And, and I think this is kind of a lot of people right now, but it is. It's proven very difficult to get products, and mainly hats, at the moment with the current state of things around here. <laughs> um, so all as to say, we we have at least opened up our stuff for pre-orders, so you guys can go ahead and put your name on a hat, a shirt, or whatever we got coming. Um, the blackout hoodies that Drew's talking about, they are in stock. We actually do have those in our hands, in inventory, ready to ship they're pretty sweet. I've really, I, honestly, I mean, I like the design, but then when I actually got one in my hand, I was like, this is freaking bad to the bone. It, it's like, it's a lightweight hoodie. It's like perfect for these early season sits. I, I know the weather keeps, you know, it's going to keep cooling off and getting colder, but those early season, bow season sits or ground blind sits, you know, for those of us that grant hunting ground blinds, man, it's perfect for it. And, uh, it's very comfortable, lightweight. Um, I've, I've been wearing the crap out of mine. I've worn it so much that it stunk. I had to wash it. My wife told me I had to. So um, pretty, pretty happy with it. But uh, yeah, go check that out. We got the the Blaze Orange rifle hat this year. Um, that was actually by popular demand. We had a bunch of guys asking if we would do something like that. So we rolled that out, and those have been selling pretty good. So, but we still have a few left, so go ahead and uh, pick one up if you want one. Still got those American Pride t-shirts too. Um by far our most popular t-shirt design that we've ever rolled out, but we still have some left in inventory, so go go wear the red, white, and blue in the form of Fall Obsession t-shirt, and uh you can get those at fallobsession.com. All of it you can get at fallobsession.com. So and with that, we'll we'll wrap the rest of it up. I know I already mentioned go check out our socials, Facebook, Instagram. We're on Twitter as well. Go subscribe to that YouTube channel. Um, We've kind of, I feel like we've kind of ramped it up a little bit here recently. We got some more videos coming out multiple times a week. I know uh, Nick and I still got a few in the editing room that we got to wrap up in between hunts (laughs) as we can here. Um, A couple more episodes of Texas Dirt, some other educational videos for you guys. Um, We do have a video that um, I'm going to try to get out this week for y'all, which is a, uh, our podcast, like I mentioned, beginning with Kelly Cato over his pronghorn hunt, that's also a video podcast, and we'll be uh, dropping that video uh, hopefully later this week for you guys. a really awesome conversation, and if you guys listen to it, you'll understand that uh, being able to visualize some of the stuff that we talked about in that episode is, is beneficial, so go check that out. Um, fall that's our hub. That is our website and where all of our content can be found. Video series, educational articles, gear reviews, wild game recipes. We have it all on there. Our apparel, as we already mentioned. So go over there and check us out. Um, our rep- website recently has uh, been a couple months now, but we kind of did a little overhaul on it. Um, Drew and I got together and brainstormed some stuff and, uh, fixed it up for you guys. So a little bit more, uh, user-friendly for what we're trying to accomplish with hunting and outdoor media. Um, and then in regards to our podcast, again, if you guys are a new podcast listener, thanks for joining us. Um, hit that follow and subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. We're on all major podcast platforms as well as our website, and YouTube and if you're an Apple podcast listener we ask that you please leave us a review and uh write a few words about what you enjoy about the podcast that helps us in all those algorithms and ratings and Drew knows more about that than me but um I'm told that that helps so uh, you nailed it yeah go Go leave us a review if you can. And then on fallobsession.com slash podcast, that's not only the page where you can listen on our website, but there's also a form on there that you guys can fill out. If you have any feedback, we take general feedback, topic suggestions, guest suggestions, constructive criticism, whatever you guys want to throw at us. We're happy to read it and learn about how we can make our podcast better. So go check us out on there and fill out that form if you're so inclined. So. Drew, did I miss anything?
2: No, I think you nailed it.
1: All right. I rambled on a little bit there, so hopefully it was enough. All right, man. Well, good luck to you. I know there's plenty of deer season left ahead of us, um, but hopefully some success in your future. You hunting tomorrow? Or?
2: Uh, tomorrow I am setting up stands for one of the local metro hunts. Oh, so, cool. Right here in the parks and hoping to see some good deer movement with everything going on.
1: Awesome. Well, like I said, good luck to you, man. And, uh, guys drew myself and our other couple dozen staffers that we have across the country frequently. I mean, that's what we're sharing on our pages is content from all of us. So, um, be sure you fall on social to keep up with us this fall hunting season, fall obsession crew. So, All right, Drew, thanks for jumping on here and uh, ending your day with a podcast. And I'm sure it won't be long before we're back on here again. So,
2: Yeah. All right, guys,
1: thank you all for listening. And we will be back with you all again next week for another Fall Obsession podcast episode. Be sure you tune in.